Friday afternoon. We're three minutes closer to the weekend than we were before that update. Seahawks in action down to the clink tonight. The Chicago Bears, Mark Tressman and the Bears are in town. All things NFL on the table with our number one NFL insider, Alex Marvez of Fox Sports. Back on the Team 1040. Alex, how are you? I am doing great. 13 days from now, the games will be for real, especially with the Packers coming to town to play the Seahawks. And I will be doing uh, my appearance on Monday from Green Bay. I'm uh, uh-huh. heading up to do something on Aaron Rodgers and uh, something on that Packers defense. I'll also be, as you know, in Seattle. Hopefully, uh, the afternoon show and maybe a whole bunch of folks from Team 1040 will be down at the clink for the opener. Would love to st- swing by and uh, talk a little shop. But tonight will be interesting just because I like the matchup Brandon Marshall Alshon Jeffrey against that Seahawks secondary mm-hmm. and it'll be interesting to see how this game is officiated how these penalties are called if you notice last night Ike Taylor is still being flagged from the Steelers in fact <laughs> I look over there and there's his 522nd flag <laughs> that he's gotten for grabbing ticky tack stuff Ike Taylor's done this his whole career mugging receivers like this but now it's not kosher at least in the preseason so I want to see how the Seattle second Seahawks secondary does when being faced with a challenge like Marshall and Jeffrey, not just the coverage part, but the penalty part. We know that the Bears have weapons on offense, but we think of the great Bears teams over the years, and obviously think Bears defense. What about the 2014 Bears defense? Yikes, at least in the secondary. You know, they're really having issues at the safety position. Chris Conti, I believe, gets to start tonight, and they're trying to find an answer at free safety. Strong safety is not all that great either. You know, they do have um, uh, Brock Vereen, who is uh, St- uh, Vereen, Shane Vereen's younger brother from the Patriots, promising fourth-round pick at the University of Minnesota. But, you know, in the Mike Linebacker spot, hasn't hasn't been great for them ever since uh, Brian Urlacher was rushed into retirement. So, But the one area that the, that the Bears are going to be better this season should be with the pass rush. You add Lamar Houston from the Raiders. You sign Jared Allen and Shane McClellan shifted from out from defensive end to outside linebacker going to exclusively rush the passer now. Those guys should help. And it's a good test for, for Seattle's offensive line, especially at right tackle. I believe Eric Winston manning that spot now. I'd be curious to see if he can handle some of the heat that these guys will be bringing. But, you know, I, I'm curious to just see the Seattle team. And also, what ends up happening with that third quarterback or that backup quarterback position? You know, Pete Carroll since 2011 has only carried the past two seasons he's only carried two quarterbacks but gosh I would be awfully tempted to carry Terrell Pryor as a potential developmental type guy behind Tavares Jackson and in Russell Wilson there as well well Pryor sure I mean nobody's ever going to doubt his athletic ability and we saw that last Mm -hmm. week the 44 yard scamper down the sidelines the end zone but uh, you know the question is can he be a quarterback at the at the NFL level and I guess uh, you know that's what preseason is for to continue to uh, to try to get those answers yeah I I think so and and you know let's see if let's see him pass I mean in the preseason it's so easy for quarterbacks to run unless your name is Johnny Manziel where it just (laughs) seems that you can't do anything right at this point but I mean there's a lot of open space because teams aren't game planning for Terrell Pryor they're not putting a spot on him they're not thinking run first pass second but you know Terrell's an intriguing guy to me and there are some things that you can do with him let let me put it like this with that Seattle offense the fact that it is such a run oriented offense I think Terrell Pryor could play and actually have a modicum of success because even if teams put nine in the box I still think Marshawn Lynch would be able to plow for some yardage and I still think you're going to see some big things from Percy Harvin this year knock on wood he's able to stay healthy 
Alex, back to uh, Chicago, Seattle's opponent tonight. Do you think Jared Allen has much left in the tank at 32 years old? And where do you see Chicago finishing in the NFC North? Do you, do you like Minnesota, Green Bay, Detroit ahead of them, or him, or Chicago? No, I, or no, I like I like Green Bay one, Chicago two. Okay, and, and uh, you know I just think the Packers. I mean that defense looks so much better. The personnel is there. Of course, you can't account for injuries that have afflicted this Packers defense the past couple seasons, but they're pretty much loaded for Bear right now. And speaking of Bears, Julius Peppers goes to the goes to Green Bay making the transition outside linebacker, and they instead signed Jared Allen, keeping it all mm. real in the NFC North. I do believe Jared has stuff left in the tank. You know, I just think there were some issues, too, with the Vikings and Leslie Frazier. These guys didn't see eye-to-eye. I think that at this point, too, Jared knew he was a short-timer in Minnesota, that the team had chosen Brian Robeson as a long-term answer at defensive end. Jared wasn't going to get a new contract. You know, he played it out, but I just don't think he was particularly happy to know that he wasn't in their plans after being with the team for so long. Had a double-digit sack season. I expect him to do the same in Chicago. Is he the 22-sack guy that he once was? No. But is he still a very good defensive end who makes the Bears better? Absolutely. Seemed inevitable to me, uh, Alex, that uh, just a few days after Browns coach Mike Pettin announced Brian Hoyer as the starter, now saying the team looking at ways that uh, maybe you could get Johnny Manziel on the field at the same time, maybe a two-QB two system uh, is on the table. Uh, what do you make of that? You know, he was on Sirius XM NFL Radio's opening drive this morning and said that, but when you heard Mike really talk it out, it just seemed there was a lot of trepidation and hesitation in his voice saying this. I don't think he wants to shut the door on the possibility of having a package of plays where Johnny Manziel could be successful, but you know, look at all these platoon things that have happened in the NFL and the longevity of it. I mean, mm. you know, that's the part of the problem. You know, a guy gets on a roll, and remember, Brian Hoyer has three NFL starts to his credit, or four, right? Mm. I mean, this is a guy who doesn't have a whole heck of a lot of experience to begin with. He needs to play some. Well, you're going to put him in a game and then break whatever mojo he has yeah. going on by taking him out and putting Manziel in. All it does is open up the, the Pandora's box once again. I think eventually they may work to do something like this with Manziel, especially if Hoyer is struggling. But gosh, I mean, I think it would just defeat the purpose maybe of naming Brian Hoyer the starter. I, I thought they had closed the door on it. I'm a little, I'm actually, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised because I think, I really think Mike Pettin right now as a first-year head coach, is in a little bit over his head as he tries to deal with this. Alex Marvez of Fox Sports with us as he is every Monday and Friday throughout the football season. It's Friday, so Alex is exactly where he's supposed to be right here on the Team 1040. All right, let's talk about this modern-day Smokey and the Bandit, two guys in their Camaro <laughs> getting pulled over by the cops. Boy, Mike Tomlin, uh, he had the daggers going last night in his post-game remarks, uh, obviously not thrilled about uh, what LeVeon Bell and, and LeGarrette Blount were up to this week. No, you're right. You know, doing their Cheech and Chong up in smoke, you know, right before they're going to catch a team flight, and this is how they're spending their off day. And, you know, Le'Veon Bell is a second-year player in the NFL. LeGarrette Blunt has had more than his share of second and third chances in the NFL and in college football, and he should know better. But there should be a concern in the Steelers organization right now. What type of influence is LeGarrette Blunt on a promising young player like Le'Veon Bell? And LeGarrette, I thought it reinvented himself with the Patriots, but now maybe we get an idea why a lot of teams were hesitant to re-sign him to any sort of deal, including the New England Patriots. So, you know, those guys will get theirs, and, and we'll see how the process plays out. You know, what's difficult for them right now is they don't know in Pittsburgh, for example, what will happen under the substance abuse program. For example, you know, we know that Alden Smith is going to open up the season not being available. We know Josh Gordon won't be there week one. Okay, teams have a good idea who won't be around. But if you're the Steelers, are you going to go into week 14? without your top two running backs on the roster? I mean, who knows? Is there, is there going to be a suspension this season? Is it next season? There's a lot of uncertainty with that. The message it sends your team as well, and the Steelers as an organization try to stand for good things. This doesn't help matters. 
Looks like the Buffalo Bills will be wanting to play another team pretty quickly. They're getting in trouble from coach for fighting each other the last other, last couple days. Well, you know what? If they show that spirit in a game, maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah. they'll get somewhere. You know, it's been since 1999 that they made the postseason the longest drought in the NFL, and I look for it to continue this year. Not very encouraged by EJ Manuel so far. I'm trying not to jump off the EJ bandwagon because I really like the guy personally, and I think he tries his best. Only 10 NFL starts, but gosh, this is a Bills team that seems to me to be primed and some ways to make a run. They have the biggest offensive line of football. We know that C.J. Spiller is a game-breaker. Fred Jackson, you know, can carry the rock as well. You have, uh, you know, the, oh, Sammy Watkins, who can be a big-time threat for them. And the defense has Mario Williams, who's coming off the most prolific season, I think, of his NFL career. So there is definitely talent on this team, but so much is going to rest on the quarterback. And that's the thing with E.J. And, you know, let's see if he throws a few punches on the field going forward and can get this team in the end zone, because that was a dreadful performance last week against Pittsburgh. All right, we talked about the Seahawks and the Bears. They're uh, the late game tonight. There's four others, Panthers and the Patriots, Giants and the Jets, Jaguars and the Lions, and the Raiders and the Packers. Uh, what's getting your attention tonight? Well, I got to scout the Green Bay game because I'm going to be heading up there. And, and you know, I want to see if Matt Schaub shows a little bit of life uh, for, the, for the Raiders at quarterback. And speaking of life, will this Giants offense do something tonight in the Snoopy Bowl against the New York Jets? And, you know, they call it that because of MetLife Stadium. There's a Snoopy trophy and all that given to the winner. And, you know, they just – Eli Manning looks so out of sorts right now trying to learn a West Coast system. The offensive line has been porous. It's not been good. The Jets have nobody in their secondary right now. So if Eli can't throw against them, I don't know who he can throw against. You know, you're going to see Greg Olson return for the Panthers tonight. That's encouraging for Carolina, a team that I think will be better than I initially thought entering the preseason. Patriots are the Patriots. They're awfully good. And in Jacksonville and Detroit, we know the Blake Bortles saga goes on. Will Blake make Gus Bradley change his mind and start him in the opener instead of Chad Henney? It's one of two quarterback jobs to me that are a little bit uncertain right now, the one in Jacksonville and the one involving Teddy Bridgewater and Matt Castle in Minnesota. All right, I see you were writing about milestones at Fox Sports. Uh, we won't give it away, but we'll tease. Uh, what, are people, <laughs> what should people be looking for this season? I think that one with Derek Johnson is pretty cool because just because of the number. If he gets 19 tackles, it'll be 1,000 for his career, and that also would give him the all-time tackling uh, career lead uh, over Gary Spanny of the Chiefs. I think that's pretty cool. It's interesting, too, when you look at Peyton Manning's assault on the record book, things like that. Uh, you know, And there's also just and Jared Allen, for example. He could set the NFL record for safeties uh, with <laughs> another sack. I mean, there's some, some offbeat records in there and there's just some neat things you know you realize you look back at some of these these totals and wow you know i mean you're talking adam venateri about to become perhaps the 17th player uh in or the, i'm sorry to lead uh his team in scoring for 17 seasons think about that mm. How long he's been in the league. I mean, and, and you just, you know, when you look at it, sometimes your eyes can glaze over. But that, I thought, was the fun part about assembling the milestones in this league and taking a look at what some of the elite players in this game can accomplish in 2014. Well, we direct our listeners to FoxSports.com, as we always do when you're on, Alex. So have yourself a great weekend, and you are forewarned. You get the Moj in this time slot on Monday afternoon. Yes, I have the sunglasses on because I know that there will be Aurora Borealis in the studio with whatever it is that he's wearing. So I am, I am good to go. And go Leo's big weekend. Stefan Logan, very proud there you of go. his performance, former NFLer. Yes, big deal coming up this week against the Rough Riders. Go Great Leo's, stuff, baby.